Hi, and welcome to Bake Sale, the show featuring conversations with Kickstarter and other crowdfunding creators about their kid-friendly crowdfunding projects. I'm joined today by Jeff Krebs, a.k.a. Papa Crow, kindy musician from Michigan who is using pledge music to raise money for his second full-length album, Full Moon, Full Moon. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. So, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about pledge music uh, and uh, why you chose pledge music, because most of my conversations have thus far been with folks who've used the Kickstarter platform, and so I'm sure you've got some interesting perspectives in terms of why you picked pledge music. But before getting into the nuts and bolts of, of that decision, as well as the, the album that you're, you're raising funds for, um, I just want to ask you a, a question I, I usually ask people I, I interview and, and talk with, and, and that is, what are your earliest musical memories? Oh, uh, I would say they had to resolve around my grandfather. Um, he was a guitar player and ukulele player and singer, and he also was a songwriter. And, really? Uh, what what kind was, of songs? Oh, what's that? What kind of songs? He, well, he wrote uh, some topical songs, you know, about, say, World War II. Um, and he, he wrote love songs. My favorite song that he wrote is called The Michigan Waltz. And I, I was thinking of putting it on this new album, but I don't know if it quite fits in. It's like my favorite song, but it's, it's available for download. It's just a, a gorgeous song. Uh, but my earliest memories revolve around him because when I was four, he gave me a ukulele. So... Uh, that started it off for me and that's you know his he was always playing and trying to teach me songs so so how long have you been able to play the ukulele since you were a kid or is it something that you've only when you became an adult you started to try to actually improve and actually become a ukulele player right i i i've kind of always had one but uh it was my old one was in storage the one that i got when i was four so i don't think after age 10 i really played it too much until much later up here when I moved back to Michigan I found one in a thrift store and started playing again and now I've got like we, we've, I think we got eight ukuleles in the house now <laughs> we're really into the ukes what kinds do you have like all, all across the uh, the size range or no I think I have three tenors and the rest are sopranos and some of those are just the little colored ones for the kids you know yeah. um, but uh, I prefer a tenor and I just started playing in low G too it's something different do you do you write songs using the ukulele or or more the guitar or? I I'd say a little more guitar, but a lot of them I write right on the ukulele. So um, so uh, you played. Uh, you remember your grandfather playing? Did did your parents play a lot of music or was it this? I mean, was it a musical household or was it just something that you really liked and your parents were like, oh, that's that's fine, but wasn't wasn't necessarily their thing uh it, i'd say it was a musical household there was always records playing uh, my mom played a little bit of piano and guitar and uh i didn't hear my dad play too much but he actually went through the marine band uh playing clarinet um wow. so th there was you know it's, it is a musical family my sister's a, a great piano teacher and piano player as well um so there was always music around and uh I just once I got a guitar at age like ten, I just couldn't put it down, ever. <laughs> um, was that the sort of thing where your 
parents suggested maybe you should take lessons or were you the one saying mom dad i want to take lessons can i take lessons <laughs> actually the lesson i they they uh put me in piano lessons for uh, and i played for about a year but i really didn't take to the piano too well um i kind of exploded musically when i got that guitar um and then after that i took lessons for a while like in high school but for the most part i'm self-taught and, and learned from other musicians wow did you were you just interested in playing or when did you start uh having that desire to to write songs as well i in high school i think i started writing i remember my first you know like little uh crappy love songs in high school <laughs> and uh you know from there I, I got more serious about it when i got into college then i started writing songs that were just not about puppy love you know <laughs> And much later, the the children's music. So, so yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit then about um, how Papa Crow came to be? How you found yourself making music for for families? Well, uh, it started um, really when I when I when my wife and I were expecting our first kid, and I I, I had always played and, and been a songwriter, you know, all my adult life. But I'd been dissatisfied at times with playing in clubs and with doing the singer-songwriter thing. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I, I still had fun playing music, but I really got, once I started getting interested in children's music, it was a huge, just, it was like a, a rebirth <laughs> uh, musically for me because I got so much enjoyment about it, of it, with it. And I remember playing my first, original kids song and I think it was even before my first son was born uh, we played I played uh, at a Unitarian church I played you know like the little children's segment mm -hmm. and I did my my kids song and there were about uh, maybe six or seven kids up in front with me singing the song that they had never heard before and I just thought this is it this is this is everything I've you know I've always wanted to do really so uh, I started focusing on it more more and more songs kept coming naturally and for my first record I planned it to be you know like maybe a few originals and a bunch of covers kids songs that I liked or songs that I thought were kid friendly but it ended up just be you know I kept writing more and it ended up being all original and I'm curious I was uh, talking with uh, another artist about um, kids music and you know he talked about how when he decided to sort of write for for families sort of the floodgates opened up or, or you know some similar phrase and i was just i'm curious what was it about writing music for kids and for families that was so resonant for you was it or making music for kids and families that was so resonant was it the interaction with the audience was it the sort of shift in musical um subject matter I'm, I'm i'm curious what it was that you think really draws you to this music you know i think both of those points that you brought up uh struck a chord with me um just who i was playing for and how they were reacting to the music definitely the kids and the parents and grandparents and other adults you know um everyone everyone seemed to be like you know like they could enjoy it but also it meant something to them um and from a a writing perspective, definitely the subject matter, you know, just having a new young family, having kids in the house for the first time 
in my life was really, really different. I just wanted to write about it. I'm naturally a writer, and, and this is something I just was like, wow, a whole new uh, avenue to explore writing-wise, you know? So um, you have... Uh... You have a wide so this is your second full moon full moon is your second full length album um, but you've got you, you have uh, your your first album and you've got uh, one you've released one EP you're, you've got a second one in the you've got a wide variety of um, musical tastes in terms of how you're um, what songs you, you choose to record. What was it? What were? You, what are you aiming for in, in in recording Full Moon? Full Moon. Is there a particular feeling or vibe or memory that you're that you're trying to recapture or or create? Yes, um, I think with this one, what you know, uh, within a week after releasing my last album, I wrote the song Full Moon. Full Moon, and I thought it was. Uh, for me, I thought you know I, I really liked it. <laughs> uh, the and I, I thought uh, I started writing more songs, and I think that they generally evolved into like a nature-themed album. There's a lot of songs that uh, that talk or you know talk about or express uh, you know our out-of-doors lifestyle that we try and live up here. We're I live in a relatively remote area of the states, and uh, we like to get outside a lot. We like to go to our camp a lot, or that's our cottage out in the woods. In fact, as soon as I get offline here, I'm getting up there for the second time this year. Um, but uh, so there's a there's a lot of uh, outdoorsy songs, songs about animals and campfires and fireflies, and uh, uh, that's what this album has ended up being. And also, it, it's kind of I'm making it into like a song cycle that very uh, vaguely or very loosely is this is the like one day in the life of a child sort of you know sun up to sun up so um as part of this out you've got a, a lot of guest artists uh participating and I'm, I'm, some of them are would be familiar names to to listeners of this show in terms of uh, more kindy related names and, and others may be less familiar and I'm wondering if you could just talk about a few of them both the the familiar and the un, perhaps unfamiliar yeah um, well I, maybe the only one that would be familiar to your listeners would be Francis Englund um, who I've been like an email pal with for quite a long time now and uh, we we did the song by email she, and it turned out just great um, uh, she's super sweet, and I'm a huge fan of Francis England. Um, some other people, most of the other people that are involved, and I counted, and there's actually 25 different musicians on the album as of now. That I'm a couple days from, you know, washing my hands of it, and <laughs> the final mixes are going to the master. Um, but I'm tinkering with like six songs yet. Uh, anyways, uh, musician-wise, I've uh, been a friend and a fan of Jonathan Runman from Minneapolis for a long time, and uh, he lends his talents to the album, and a lot of uh, people that are in my musical community, this small little college town I live in, are all over this thing, and my family, my, my kids are on it, I got them to sing by offering them popsicles the other day, <laughs> it, it worked, did that work? nothing else was working, I couldn't get them to sing. Um, but, but the popsicles uh, worked. 
popsicles work so, just fine pro, as a bride. Pro kindy tip if you want kids to sing along, that's right. offer them popsicles. That's right. I, actually, I was trying for a couple years, you know, I, I bring it up every now and then. Hey, come on over to the microphone. Uh, let's work on this song that you're already singing, you already like. No, 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 no. It has to, it, it, there has to be some incentive, the what's in it for me. <laughs> But uh, other musicians, uh, I'm really excited about. Uh, I, there's a little group of uh, homeschooled 4-H kids that uh, live out in the farms outside of town, and they play fiddle together. And I talked to the, some of the moms and said, "Hey, you know, I've got this song. Would your little group be interested in in playing, you know, with me?" And we did it. We recorded on the farm in a little tool shed all live it's one song and it, it closes the album it's it's really nice and that uh it's nine kids and me and we had a blast <laughs> is it something that uh i'm always interested in in hearing whether or not um musicians um when they talk about making music for families uh with musicians or others who might not sort of be familiar with the genre whether people are open to that and think that's really exciting or whether that requires some cajoling and convincing on your part? Mm, you know, I think I, I get these hunches about who I want to uh, play with me on any given song. And I have to say they've been, they've all kind of worked out in some way or not. Sometimes I've, I've started a re recording session. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to work out, but it always seems to work out. My hunches are good. And I think that the, the people that I ask are very easy to convince. I think, I think everyone's behind the projects. And, you know, a lot of them have already heard some of the songs or own one of the albums and uh, just want to be a part. It's, it's something different, really. I mean, I think in my area, in my small area, there's only one other children's musician, and she's wonderful, and she sings on my new record, too. Oh. So. So I, Not a lot I, of competition here. I always like asking people, uh, the artists that I talk to uh, for this show, which of the uh, rewards or exclusives, whatever you want to call it, um, they particularly hope people will take advantage of. Not, not the top dollar level, because I'm sure everybody always wants would be really happy to have that top dollar level being picked, but is there a particular reward that you're proud of or you hope somebody picks because you'd really like the opportunity to, to do some, to, to fulfill that reward? Um, the, the first one that pops into my mind, and I really like, I really like uh, drawing and I'm always doodling, and I like doing these uh, little uh, handwritten lyric sheets and I do little drawings on it and I've got one up there. I, I did have one person pledge for one um those are those are pretty special i think and so, i'll do any any song that someone wants any papa crow song that somebody wants me to do and so um in the video for the project on pledge music and by the way i will of course have a link to this project in the show notes for this episode which you can find at zooglobal.com slash bake sale or you can certainly just go to pledge music and search on papa crow and and it'll certainly pop up but um you're the person doing the drawing drawing the the cover in the, in that video right yes yeah so um I, I i like your uh your illustration style i mean i it's it's 
Um, I, I like the sort of, I, I, I probably overuse the word organic, but it, I mean, it just feels um, rough, but I mean, not in an ugly way. It just sort of feels um, natural. Um, yeah. When, when I started, like I said, I, I, I like to draw a lot, but when I started doing the cover for the first album, I wanted it to kind of look like uh, a coloring book page a little bit, you know, so there was dark lines. I use a Sharpie and then I use coloring colored pencils <laughs> just because I just because I like using them, you know, so, yeah. so and I, I kind of continued that. I, I really like those. Um, I did say at the start of the this episode that I wanted to talk a little bit about your decision to use pledge music. And so, as, as I noted, most of the people I've talked to for this show have been on Kickstarter, and I think most people would agree that, that Kickstarter is sort of the, the largest player in the general crowdfunding space, but there are many other uh, entities, and, you know, pledge music is one of the, definitely one of the, the, the biggest ones. Um, but I wonder if you could talk a little bit about why you chose to go with um, pledge music for uh, doing this this album. Right. Well, um, I a couple months ago I was very close to pushing the button on a Kickstarter campaign, and because uh, that's what my my plan was to do crowdfunding for this one. Um, but right before that, I was talking to my friend Jonathan Runman, longtime colleague musically, and he was just just about to launch his pledge music campaign. So we started chatting about it and uh, from chatting with him and, and uh, researching it, I chose pledge music. I guess one of the main reasons is it's a managed program. You're not just out there on your own. You, you have, I have a contact person named Matt in Boston, who's great. And uh, every, every few days or so, we talk about the project, about how it's going, about uh, things that are working, things that aren't working, you know, and we had, there was a lot of planning involved. I'm, I'm surprised at how, uh, how much, how time consuming and how much work it is to get one of these things going. Uh, but I, the success rate is also quite a lot higher for Pledge Music, it's something like 85% versus 47% for Kickstarter, you know, because, you know, it's managed. They, they have somebody that's, that's helping you along. The, the fees that you pay in any of these programs, I think the fees are very comparable to Kickstarter. But uh, also Pledge Music is only music, so it has, has more of a focus that way. Um, uh, but the main thing is, the main reason why I, I like it is because it's, you know, you've got somebody behind you. <laughs> so have you been surprised that you, you talked about how much work was required to set it up and I don't know if that was just talking about uh, what you had to do before you pressed submit or whatever you have to press to sort of make the project go live um, or did that include the amount of work that you're having to do now to to well there's there's less work since the launch but still I think I think in any of these things you've got to keep invested in it to make it work and and my project manager is saying He's pushing me, you know, he's saying, you know, like, you got to have more content, you know, keep keep with these updates. Um, and to me, it seems like I'm finding I'm trying to find creative ways to post the same thing over and over and get the <laughs> word out. But when I talk to some friends and people I know on Facebook and Twitter, and they're, they're saying that they they're not really bothered by it. You know, they understand the, the reality that I got to get the message out 
in order to make it successful. So I think people are understanding, and in in, in some of them, you know, of course, are rooting for me and and uh, just understand that I need to get the word out, need to get the project funded. So um, let's uh, let's assume here that everything is a okay, successful. It goes awesome, goes great. So what is sort of the timeline for getting Full Moon, Full Moon out into the world to the kids and families of North America and beyond? Sure. The timeline is uh, people that pledge during the Pledge Music campaign, which is going on um, until I think about May 13th, um, th they can get a download of the new album uh, at the end of May. The CDs and the general release or the national release will be July 31st. Cool. So another benefit to pledging is that you get the music quite a lot earlier Great. than everybody else. Okay. Well, uh, Jeff, this has been a lot of fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing this album and and. Uh, I'm sure it's a little nerve-wracking at this point, having not literally met your goal, but um, I've, I've seen enough of these crowdfunding projects to uh, know that uh, if you're this far along in your goal, you're probably going to make it. So easy for me to say. I'm, it's, I'm not the one sort of with the, uh, <laughs> the money on the line, but um, I feel... It, it is sort of nerve-wracking, these uh, crowdfunding things I'm finding out, but I am... Uh, very confident that we'll that we'll make it. Yes, yes. So and 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 I certainly hope so. And and uh, because the world needs another Papa Crow album, it definitely does. So Thank you. If people want to find out more about you on the internets, uh, where are the best two or three places they can go to find out all about Papa Crow? Well, the easiest place pop place is papacrow.com, um, and from there you can find. You can find me on Facebook or Twitter, um, and you can also, right on the main page, I've got a link to the Pledge Music uh, campaign site. Or you can, also, you could alternatively go to Pledge Music, like you said, and search Papa Crow, and it'll pop right up. Great. Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you taking the time today to talk with me. Uh, this was lots of fun. And uh, listeners, uh, thank you as well for tuning in. As always, if you have questions for me, uh, feel free to send me an email, zooglobal at earthlink.net. Uh, please rate and review this podcast in iTunes if this is how you get it. And thanks for listening. And Jeff, thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Okay.